0: Baby Myths Busted, a practical guide to giving your child the best start in life.
1: Hello, welcome back everybody to our podcast, Baby Myths Busted. I am Jackie. This is Simon. Hello, Jackie. Hello, Simon. Today, we get to talk about walking. Very exciting milestone for babies. So to start off with, Simon, when should my baby walk?
0: Somewhere between 12 and 15 months.
1: 12 and 15 months. Okay. And when should my baby walk steadily? 18 months. Okay. All right.
0: Takes Good. a while to nail because it's pretty hard. Yeah. It takes a lot of brain power. It takes a lot of coordination of your body. Yeah. By 18 months, they should be cruising around, holding a toy, going, transitioning between positions, going from up, down, around... Standing, walking and off cruising around again. Yep. They should be able to transition through all positions nice and easily by 18 months doing yeah. whatever they want to do.
1: Cool. Oh, sometimes talking about this stuff makes me temporarily clucky, but no. Just because I want to see it all again. <laughs> so what is considered late or delayed walking? After 18 months? After or? 15 months. Okay. So if they're not taking any steps. So they don't,
0: if they're not trying to initiate any steps by 15 months, then yeah, you'd need to see someone about it. See, See if there's a reason why.
1: Okay. And so they could be standing, like, are they standing for a certain period of time before they then take steps? Is standing something that they have to practice or once they're up, their body can do it, they're up, and then it's up to them to think about the next step?
0: Gives you, like, your support zone or your stance phase in, in if we're talking about gait terms, but yeah. to the ability to balance on your legs, to be able to initiate a walk, standing is really important for that. Okay. Yeah. so then you'll see your kids in standing go like wobble side to side. Yeah. And they're just trying to get their bearings on, all right, how do I then transfer oh, my weight to okay. allow my other leg to then swing through eventually and be able to walk? Yeah. And that's why cruising is so important. We talked about last episode because it gives you the brain power to be able to figure out how to control that as a system. Yep. And then from there, yeah, the standing up is gives you the ability to be able to hold, just hold your own. But then if you don't have a good standing base, walking is going to be really hard. Okay. Because you just don't have the ability to balance on one leg, swing the other leg through, balance on that leg, swing the other leg through. Yep. Yeah, transfer your weight as you're going side to side. Yeah. But the transfer of weight should be imperceptible because it should just look like they're going straight ahead.
1: Oh, okay. But they're going to have a period of time when they can stand and they're practicing shifting their body weight whether you see it or not and they're also trying to figure out, all right, how do I do this? How do I take a step? Yeah, so there's going to be a period of time there in between standing and walking.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay. And so if a child is late with walking... What can that potentially mean? Uh, here's some internet examples.
0: Oh, internet examples. I like these.
1: Strength, they're not yeah. strong enough.
0: Oh, of course.
1: Yes, we touched mm-hmm. on this with them <laughs> standing, but I kept coming across it again. They're not strong enough to be able to walk.
0: I.e. they haven't got the motor patterning control from previous movement patterns. Because
1: they haven't crawled properly or, or rolled properly. Or... or haven't
0: done something. There's some that they yeah. haven't nailed yeah. earlier on to enable them to... Yeah. Be able to walk. Yeah. It's not a strength thing. And try and get your baby to try and walk and build strength by walking or build strength by doing squats or something. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's some YouTube videos on building your baby's leg strength to be able to make them walk early or something. I'm sure there's something like that.
1: Definitely. If, um, you, want, if
0: you want to pay me more money for the rest of my life, just do those things. <laughs> That's good.
1: Another one I came across a few times was that if they're late walking, they could have some sort of condition. Yeah. Sp- yeah, yeah, but not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah.
0: I almost consider our second one. He was he oh, walked yeah. pretty much on fifteen months.
1: He probably just didn't.
0: But he care. didn't care. Yeah, his condition is laziness. <laughs> but you don't have to have a condition and be able to walk late. Some yeah, yeah. people just take longer to develop their walking yeah. pattern. Yeah. Prime, two prime examples that I use all the time in clinic: Tiger Woods, Roger Federer. Which one would you rather be?
1: Oh, Roger Federer.
0: He walked around two years old. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Tiger Woods walked before he was like nine months old. Oh
1: yuck and look at all of his back problems and
0: back and knee and hip and everything problems. Yeah. Absolute prodigy early on. Yeah. But just destroyed himself and then yep, his life completely. fell apart. And then yep. where you've got and then on the other side you got Roger Federer. Yep. Who Enough said.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what should a nice walk look like?
0: It should look relaxed. Okay. It should look effortless. Yep. Shouldn't look like they're the Tin Man wobbling from side to side. Yeah, they shouldn't be having their arms up in a nice surrender position.
1: Oh yeah, that happens.
0: Absolutely. Oh
1: no. <laughs>
0: their arms should be relaxed by their side. Yep. And they should have a nice, easy control and roll over the top of their foot. Their foot should be looking pointing straight ahead to where they're walking to. Their knee should be able to roll straight over the top of their toes. Yep. Uh, they should be able to push off their toes, land on their heel, nice and softly, and just keep on transferring the process all the way through with relaxed upper body the entire time. Yeah, was so neck
1: Yeah, long yep. neck. They can look around. Yeah. So, does the rolling over their foot happen really early on, as soon as they start walking, or does that take? Uh, it takes time? a
0: little while to develop, but it's yep. also a position that we haven't really spoken about yet. That's really important for that, which is like a bear position. Yep. where you up on your hands and your feet and with your bum in the air yep. and they can start to be being in that position and trying to crawl in that position starts the process for that yeah. rolling over the top of your foot. Yeah, um, okay. It's a really important position for your kids to be able to do properly.
1: Uh, okay, interesting.
0: Because, yeah, that's when they can start loading their foot and getting all those foot uh, muscles yeah, to yeah. start to work in with the whole system because before then they haven't really done that. Yeah, and then what we spoke about last episode in terms of pulling themselves to stand, yes, they're loading their feet to try and help pull themselves up initially. Yeah, or one foot at a time, and then they're cruising, so they're going sideways, but they're not going forwards and backwards. Yeah, yeah, but the bear position or the bear crawl enables their foot to roll over the top of itself with some support with your hands, and you're not so vertical, so it has that foundation for you. Yeah, that's why it's a really important position to be able to develop. And you'll uh, yeah. see, and you'll see kids. But then, so it's also talking about standing up. In a previous episode, you might also see kids just push themselves up into a bear and then fall down to a or drop drop themselves down to a squat and stand up like that once oh, they've got yeah. the independent ability to stand up.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Otherwise, they're doing the one knee, like kneeling on one knee and pulling themselves up against a Piece of furniture or something, and then yep. standing from that, and then walking away from that, Yeah. or does it turn into yeah, the... essentially that?
0: Yeah, that's okay. and that's how they traditionally do it when they first start to walk, they'll walk away from a piece yep. of furniture like that. Yep. But once they've got better control of and standing up's really easy, yeah, you might see them transition from a bare position to a squat. squat to yep. stand, and then they walk away.
1: Can they do the kneeling thing without a piece of furniture? Can they kneel and they will just eventually, get up? yeah, yeah, okay,
0: yeah. Absolutely.
1: But you, not many adults can do that.
0: Oh, I guarantee you not many adults can do that.
1: <laughs> All right, so here's something I found. What happens if I don't teach my baby to walk? Your child will lose their balance, fall, bump their head and cut their lip. So for parents that are afraid of their babies hurting themselves, they'd read that and think, oh, I have to teach my child how to walk. So, they how, are they you, how are
0: they suggesting to teach your child how to walk?
1: I don't know, but this one says get those push walkers like oh, the old push walker yeah, yeah to encourage because again it's all about strength in your legs and core
0: i guarantee those push walkers are not using your legs at all you're just putting all the weight into your arms yeah so yeah so any yeah uh, do some hands headstands or head yeah. walk on your hands you can use
1: them yeah any sure. wheelie walkers or those little trolley things that blocks come in whatever i don't know all those other things that we never had yeah they're just going to lean into them and
0: yeah, then, that, then Momentum. that's not walking. Yeah. That's falling. That's controlled falling. Yeah. That's all that is. Yeah, okay. It's not even controlled. It's just you controlled falling because you've got something to lean on.
1: So if they're like at the shops with us or whatever and we've got a, a shopping trolley and they're able to, they're crawling around on the floor and they pull themselves up against the shopping trolley, we start pushing the shopping trolley, we don't want them to hang onto the trolley and walk with it? Nope. None of that? Nope. Okay. Okay pick them up, put them back in the trolley.
0: Cuteness is not good development.
1: Yeah, okay. If you... Uh, <laughs>
0: if you feel like it looks like a, a photo that you'd want to take for social media or something, it's probably not something your child should be doing.
1: Yeah, that's true. And okay. you should
0: not be recording it because you should be embarrassed.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, okay. It's true. Yep. Harsh words. Harsh words. But true. <laughs> I, know, I know. People need to I hear would it.
0: be embarrassed if my wife yeah. took a photo of our child doing something
1: like that. I would never. I would never. <laughs> now, okay. So... Do we encourage walking at all? Obviously, parents put the baby's feet on their feet and they walk along with them holding onto their hands and that type of thing. Or they'll give them those like rolling activity center things, wheelie walkers, whatever they are. We know none of that's allowed. But once they're up and standing, just let them go and see what happens. Just
0: let them go. Yep. And then the only, if you want to motivate your child to want to walk or something, once they've got a really good standing position and it looks yeah. very comfortable, yeah. that's when you can start to motivate them if you want, but not before.
1: But, uh, and only by time. putting a toy somewhere or calling them over. Yeah, calling or... them over. You don't yeah, yeah.
0: hold on to them in one little bit. Yeah. It's almost like training a dog. When, I, when we had our dog when I was a little kid. To try and get it to know its name, we all sat in a circle yep. and used to call out its name, Chino, <laughs> and then he'd come over and have a little treat and then next person yep. say, Chino, and go over and walk and get a little treat. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Same thing with the child. <laughs> they might be standing up in front of you and then you go, you call their name and they respond and they yeah, walk over yeah. to you and then you, the other person calls their name and they respond, walk over to you. That's motivation.
1: Yeah, okay. Not holding them yeah, and yep.
0: walking with them.
1: Give them a cuddle when they come and walk over that's to right. you. That's
0: right. And then that's that gives them the reinforcement, oh, this is a cool thing. Yeah over here, get laughs, cuddles and tickles and someone else calls my name and get the same thing. That will motivate them to want to walk.
1: (laughs) So what are your thoughts on putting shoes on babies? No. Yeah, okay. Because ours barely wore. Didn't wear shoes until they could walk properly and even then the preference was no shoes unless we were going out in public and they were actually walking. But a lot of the time, even if they were walking by themselves, if we were going somewhere, we'd still carry them or put them in a pram or whatever. Because if you had to walk somewhere, like they're not going to walk across the road when they've just started.
0: Especially walking. in the heat of where we live, you're not going to make them walk across the road in bare feet. Yeah. So you're going to pick if, them up or whatever. If we
1: were to go somewhere, quite often it'd still be bare feet. Yeah. What are, so you'll see lots of babies and whoever wearing shoes because they're cute. and We know the cuteness factor is negative. Just don't bother with shoes. No, are shoes unhelpful yes. when they're at this phase of life standing yes. and yeah okay.
0: Very unhelpful because you rely so much on the feedback from your feet to gather information about what the surface is like, where you are in space. What yeah. muscles I need to fire up to control my position. But if you put shoes on, you don't have that. Yeah. It gets dulled heaps. I... And that's why you see kids, when you put shoes on them, they trip over all the time.
1: Ah, oh, It's yeah. not because the shoes are too heavy for them. Yeah, wow.
0: It's because they just can't control their yeah. limb because they don't know where exactly it is.
1: Wow, that's very powerful.
0: just... Yeah, just don't put them in shoes. I. It also destroys the, makes it harder for them to develop a really strong and robust arch of their foot too. Oh yeah, because it just makes it lazy because the shoe does it for you.
1: Oh really? Oh yeah. god, many <laughs> things we can do wrong.
0: So if you want to spend lots of money with my mate Dr. Cavanagh down the road and as a podiatrist, <laughs> make sure you put your kids in shoes really early.
1: I think the first time our kids probably wore shoes was if they went to daycare or something like that. And it was, they had to have shoes to be out in the playground in the mornings or something in winter because the grass was wet and yeah. whatever.
0: No, it's just a, like a safety
1: hazard. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But up until that point, it was, yeah, just bare feet. Wherever. And, if you, and if you
0: don't have to put take your kids to daycare, then just don't put shoes on them at all.
1: Yeah, wow. So what happens now that my baby can walk? Just again, let them be, or you're still trying to encourage everything from rolling to crawling? They
0: can do whatever they want now.
1: Okay, they're free. They've reached so, the top milestone in whatever. this. If you've picked them up life. because
0: you've just changed their nappy or something, you can put them down. You They will determine how you put them down because they'll either lean forward in your grasp, say yep. if you're holding them on around their abdomen or something. yeah, They'll lean forward towards their hands or they'll lean back onto their feet and Then they'll gauge where they want to be placed. Yeah, You've just got to actually read their signs.
1: And I guess if they're at this point, walking's really fun, but crawling might still be faster yep. and they might... Get down on the floor to pick up some toys, or they might want to reach up onto something that they shouldn't, whatever. So they're gonna be transitioning in and out of up, down on the floor, whatever, anyway. Yeah. And now what does bad walking look like? Tin man? What's the tin man?
0: Uh, Just like the everything's dead straight. So it looks like you land and your knees are like dead straight or even beyond straight. Yeah and they don't roll over the top of their foot. They kind yep. of land on their heel, have it with a dead straight knee, and they just completely lean their body to the opposite side to or to that side once they land on it Yeah. to then clear the other side and they just wobble side to make themselves move forward.
1: So that's no hip flexion. So they didn't... That's no yeah, anything. That's no anything. Are these babies that have possibly been put down to stand and walk before they're supposed to?
0: Potentially, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. All right, anything else, Tin Man?
0: Tin Man, the I Surrender that I mentioned before, where the oh, kids yeah. are running, walking around with their arms up and they're, in, they're surrendering, and that is typically from parents trying to walk them.
1: Oh, because they're holding their hands up above them.
0: Yeah, or your child's spent its entire life in a sleep suit in that position. Yeah, the caterpillar or thing.
1: It's yeah, I don't know what's it's called, caterpillar.
0: Yeah, whatever it is. And that's also probably the kid that didn't crawl.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, because oh, they can't uh, connect their upper body to their lower body.
1: I've seen parents pick up their children like from, say, a sitting position or whatever on the ground and they've been upset or they've been getting into something or whatever. So the parent will then grab the child's arms, hands, and pull the child up off the ground by the hands. Yep. Whether to put them in a standing position or just to get them out of whatever trouble they're getting into. But is that the same as holding them up? To walk, like you You just uh,
0: pull your child up with both hands. Yeah, it's horrible in many ways. Dangerous, yeah. If you want to, if you don't want their shoulder to develop, then do that. Yeah, if you want to, then have your child that you know has shoulder issues, say if they're going to go and play footy and they're dislocating their shoulder all the time or if they have shoulder pain or you, you name it. It's yeah. Even it's because the joints aren't very well formed at that yeah. age, it's very easy to also dislocate their shoulder at that age. Oh, God. Especially if you're pulling them like that. Yeah, yeah. And you're pulling them like that probably because you're trying to pull them in a position that they can't handle themselves. So it's yeah. even more likely that they're going to do that in a position that they don't have control of. Yeah. So just never do it. Yeah. If you want to support your child, say, in a standing position because you're taking a photo or something oh, yeah. or whatever, yeah. you have your hands underneath their armpits hugging around their ribcage okay. because the support is there, yep. not in their arms.
1: Yeah, because if you're on their ribcage as well, they can have their arms hanging by the sides too Yeah. rather than the I surrender. And
0: that's why you always pick them up with their abdomen underneath their armpits, you never pull them up at any age from their arms. Okay, I've seen it in public all the time. Yeah, so do I, and cringe. it
1: doesn't look good. Like it looks pretty scary when you see yeah, it. Yeah,
0: very easy to dislocate.
1: I think it's often, I don't know, maybe panicked parents too quick, and you know, will get away from whatever you're doing there, or or yeah, let's pull you up to stand, and they'll pull them up by their hands and their arms up are yeah. up if above their head. So
0: if you're going to use your hands. help your child pull themselves up to stand. It's called pull themselves up to stand. It's not you pulling them. So you put your hands down out flat, palms up, and they can use their hands and press into your hands to almost push themselves up through your hands to stand up. Not you trying to yoink them up. Yeah. Anyway, but that then predisposes them to not be under control or connect their upper body to their lower body. Yeah, okay. And they walk. So then try and find a stable position through their shoulder blades and their upper body, which is going to raise my arms up above my head. Yeah, all right. Because that way I can just arch my back heaps and there we go. There's my control. Off we go.
1: Yeah, yeah. When do they run?
0: Yeah, after 18 months.
1: Okay. Okay. So they're pretty stable on their feet and they've been walking for a little while and they just get better at it and off you go.
0: Yeah, just walking is just a, or running is just a progression of walking. As the skill gets better and better, then you can do it faster and then the faster you do it, momentum just carries you into a run.
1: All right, What what else can you tell me about walking? We've gone through what a good walk looks like, what a bad walk looks like. Don't encourage them or don't pull themselves into a walk. Don't put their feet on your feet. Just
0: don't help them. Yeah. The only way you can help them is by giving them some verbal or some toy motivation or whatever to then practice what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, They will want to practice by themselves more often than not. Sometimes you have children that are not motivated very well to want to move and that's probably because it's hard.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So then you've got to rethink and go, all right, well, what can I do at a lower level? to encourage them to do a movement that I now know yep. that is a prerequisite to be able to walk.
1: Yeah, okay. Maybe
0: let's start with that. Okay. Let's make this fun.
1: And, that and So it, let's
0: get on the floor and crawl around with my child. Yeah, okay. And then get just get them to practice that heaps with you as play. Yeah. And then sooner enough, they'll have that pattern ingrained enough and you will have to do it for at least two weeks straight and okay. do it a lot. Yeah. Then you might see the ability to want to stand up and walk and do whatever you want to do You can't practice a skill that they can't do by doing the skill poorly okay because all you're doing is just trying to make you're just trying to make their bad pattern worse
1: You just want to practice the prerequisite yep. and do a really good job of that and then they should and
0: then neurologically from a yep. from a brain development level they will then be able to do the movement that you're you would yep. like them to do.
1: When you say 60 to 70% of babies will just develop naturally or how they're supposed to, its is this all of these movements, including walking and everything, just inherent and they just, it's an innate thing. They know what they need to do and their body just programs everything slowly, tick off little tasks, and then they just work towards this. Yep. If there's no interruptions by parents and Other people and and and,
0: mishaps, convenient. uh, Yeah, that's probably a big thing. I probably we haven't really spoken about. But if your child's sick a lot in the first year of life, do not expect them to be matching their milestones of their peers. Okay. They will be delayed. Just because of their body trying to deal with the sickness. They don't have the brain capacity to then be able to deal with the sickness a lot and also be able to progress through the stages. Doesn't mean they're not going to be able to do something. It just means they're going to do it later. Yeah. And so then you need to treat that child as if they are said, whatever movement pattern they're doing at the time, say if your baby's 15 months old, but they've only just started to crawl because they've been sick for their entire life, treat them as a nine month old child. Okay. Or an eight-month-old child. Yeah, so crawl. don't try and hurry them. Don't try and hurry them into walking yep. and try and teach me how to walk because every other 15-month-old is walking. Yeah. Who cares? I don't care. They need the time to go through all those stages. Yeah. In healthcare, we're so worried about them being with their peers and socializing with their peers. We need to get them up to be with their peers. No. Yeah. Because if you do that now, they're never going to be with their peers later on. Yep. Just sacrifice the next six months, four months. It's going to be a short period of time in their life. Mm-hmm. Then they can start to develop their other skills like their social, intellectual skills because they'll be able to be standing up with their friends. They'll be able to get down, stand up quickly and run away with their friends. Yeah. Instead of you trying to drag them up really early to be with their peers now uh, to develop language and whatever skills, that will come. Because yep. everything is predisposed or pre- everything that you develop as a child and then into as a human, be that intellect, be that speech, be that whatever, is grounded in your movement skills. Okay. If you do not get them right, yeah. all those other things will not be as good.
1: Yeah. So instead of trying to catch them up because of their age and hurrying them through things and you cheating or whatever. You've
0: got to look at them at their developmental yep. age.
1: And what else are they going to do over the next six or so months at that age anyway? They don't, it's not like they need to all of a sudden be able to kick a ball and that sort of thing. It's no, no, I don't care about that. It'll be the language and the social skills and stuff like that. But if they skip some of these movement patterns and things and they, might get to some of the social and verbal milestones at some point, but maybe not to as great of a quality because well, the, they, well, they might meet those milestones or, earlier, yeah. And
0: like they have that element, yeah, but then they don't have the movement development underneath that. So when the intellect and the social and the movement start to become more complex,
1: yeah, okay, in
0: a classroom environment when it's in grade one, grade two, then that's when they get left behind,
1: yeah, okay.
0: So sitting down to try and hand, do handwriting. Yeah, yeah. That's when you'll notice it. I see. Things like that. Colouring okay. in, whatever. Tasks that you think that, oh, you just need to teach them how to do it properly. Yep. Well, some kids can just do it really well. Yeah. Without much intervention. Yep. So you just need to be able to take your time. Mm. Don't rush your child. I'm yep. treating a little girl at the moment. She's about eight months old and pretty traumatic history around the whole birth and Substance abuse for the mother and whatever else. But she is essentially, when we first saw her at about eight months of age, she was developmentally a three-month-old from wow. a movement perspective. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Wow.
0: And so if we then treated her as an eight-month-old, we we're expecting her to be sitting independently by now. Yeah. Crawling really well. Yep. All right, let's practice sitting because you're at eight months of old, you need to practice sitting. Yeah. So let's practice sitting. Let's get you up on your hands and knees and practice crawling because you yep. should be crawling by now. Yep. Let's do things like that. Let's prop her up so she can be on her hands and knees and do that type of thing. Yeah. But no, we are starting at three-month things. Yeah. Coming time, getting the position right, being able to control everything, control the position, get her legs to come up properly and getting those base level things down pat early. But now maybe we started treating her maybe a month ago when mm-hmm. it was an eight versus a three-month developmental yep. difference. She's now doing a month later, she's what, nine months old and she's doing six-month-old things. Yeah, okay. So she's catching. Yep. And she's doing really well. Yeah. we've had a lot, she's done a lot of treatment and carers are really good with the treatment too.
1: That's good.
0: She's catching up. But if we started at this high level where she was,
1: yeah, you'd skip that. Yeah, maybe maybe she
0: can do it eventually, but the patterning is going to be really poor and then it'll be regretful later on.
1: So it's all about the order of things, the quality of things, and not rushing because you want to do it all, you want to do it all. Yeah.
0: It's not about doing it now. It's about doing it well forever. Yeah.
1: So don't worry about what anyone else is doing next year.
0: Oh, I don't think that's just a lesson for life. Yeah. <laughs> not just with your own child.
1: And if you want to set them up socially and mentally and get them best prepared for things like school, then it comes right back to these early days and your tummy time and the first movements that you do. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
0: When you think about it like that, it's pretty basic. It's
1: very undervalued.
0: It's extremely undervalued. Yeah. And we have to feel that's, that's why we feel like we need to teach these kids how to do stuff because we undervalue the things that they actually need, which is subconscious control of all these different develop, developmental yeah. patterns in yeah. a certain order. Yeah. Particular progression. So yeah. keep it simple.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: Follow the processes that are innate.
1: Yeah. In let, the babies, yeah let the babies and do it by themselves. Then Don't cheat.
0: You will reap the benefits of that. As long as they keep on doing different things and progressing up the chain, and their walking will be lovely. Yeah. I don't care when that is, yeah. but eventually it should be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But the, the figures, I suppose we're talking about that 12 to 15 months are just an average figure over about 70 years of data coming out of Central Europe. Yeah. That's just the average time kids walk.
1: You'd rather might be, it might be
0: slightly beforehand, yeah. might be slightly after that. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But that is just the average time that these kids do these things. Yeah. As long as the quality of what they're doing is great, doesn't matter when they do it.
1: Yeah. And I haven't skipped any steps or yeah. underperformed in any steps, if that's how you want to say it.
0: Yeah. If there's some adaptations to the pattern.
1: Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. Just remind us of why we started this podcast in the first place. All right, anything else you want to tell us about walking?
0: It should be relaxed. It should yeah. look like they've done it for their entire life when they yep. start to do it. Even yep. though they might fall over taking one or two steps, those two steps should be look like relaxed and comfy to do. Yeah. It shouldn't be such an effort.
1: And they're not going to have much stamina if the first no. time they've ever done something, they're not going to be able to go from, the you The pattern know, won't
0: be strong enough to be able to hold onto it for long periods of time. So they might take one, two steps and then fall. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. And your kid's going to fall over. And they might take just, three or
1: four steps and then fall.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just let them progress. You don't need to help them and don't help them. Yeah. Don't help them physically. Help them emotionally (laughs) with motivation.
1: I think we'll wrap it up there before Simon goes on a tangent. But thank you very much, Simon.
0: No problems. Thank you very much.
1: We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 Feeling
0: more than fine.